Good Risings. I'm Jackie. And I'm Brian. And this is Grateful Grains. Welcome back. We're on day two of our week talking behaviors. We, as a society, need to reel in. Yesterday, we slowed it down for road rage. Today, we're taking a breather to reflect on tantrums. Right, the kind that toddlers have, but we're having them as adults. Sometimes it's despondency, where we immediately resort to that victim mindset. Nothing's going right. Everything is falling apart. The world is against me. It can also materialize as fits of anger or crying. In relationships, it can become ultimatums or become verbal or physical abuse. Being able to console yourself is a central part of being an adult, yet many people are entirely unable. So what exactly is going on here? Author and psychiatrist, Dr. Jeffrey Smith explains, when we're children, we have tantrums when our needs are unmet and we require an adult to help us out. When the adult doesn't fix the problem, aka doesn't buy the toy, a child's emotion runs high and the anger bubbles over into an emotional freakout. Suddenly mom or the caretaker turns from their ally into a threat and therefore all systems go into extreme reactive mode. A child feels like their entire self, their existence is suddenly under attack. Their needs or wants are not being met by their caregiver. Regardless how inconsequential the issue may seem for us as adults, the child perceives the situation at hand as life or death. They're doing everything in their power to get their caregiver to change their mind. When adults who never learned self-regulation have unmet needs, they can fall back into this same behavior. Adults can and do slip back into the mode of a child having a temper tantrum, Smith writes. When we can't get what we want, we can feel like we're back in that same battle. This is all about parenting. As parents with children who throw tantrums, it starts with not giving in. We can't reward these tantrums, period, even if it's uncomfortable or in a public setting. Our primary goal is to reestablish connection with empathy. We want them to understand that even though they aren't getting what they want, they are loved, they are safe, and they are forgiven for their reaction. We have to help our children get through the tantrum, even if logic isn't working at that exact moment. And once they've calmed down again, it's important to have the conversation about why they were feeling the way they felt and why they had such a big reaction. We have to acknowledge their feelings, understand why they felt the way they felt, and then we have to discuss appropriate ways to react to feelings. Believe me, I know how impossible this is. I know kids don't wanna pay attention to these conversations, but when every tantrum leads to a conversation like this, they'll pick up on it. We have to do it over and over and over again. 100%. We learn at these young ages how to work through disappointment. Oftentimes, adults who act out never learn the process of acknowledging their feelings and reflecting on the why and the what's next. Adult tantrums happen when we have a habitual, often immediate response to a frustrating situation. We're not using awareness to separate us from the external, the event which led to the fallout. Understanding this, it's pretty obvious what we need to do. It requires an awakening, an acknowledgement of the issue at hand, and from there, it requires reparenting. Awareness serves us on so many levels here. First and foremost, our ability to recognize specific instances when a tantrum may strike. Know what sets you off and prepare. For example, if driving in traffic generally leads to explosive fits of anger, meditate before you get on the road. Prepare yourself for what will inevitably come next. The same goes for difficult work meetings or emotional conversations with friends. 
Robert G. Harrington, a professor of psychology at the University of Kansas, explains that people should also remember four primary external aggravators by the acronym HALT, hunger, agitation, loneliness, and tiredness. Recognize when you slip into a HALT state and try and curb your tantrum. In this instance, reparenting means relearning how to respond to frustration. We're literally feeling something big, acknowledging it and regulating. We're quelling the overreaction by grounding ourselves in the present moment, the reality of the situation, and recognizing that our fight or flight mechanisms are kicking in. Right, we're doing exactly what our parents didn't know how to do. We're sitting with ourselves and having a conversation about our big feelings. We're acknowledging them, understanding them. And after we've done the work of reconnecting with ourselves through empathy, once we've reassured ourselves of our own safety, we outline the appropriate responses. We're preparing ourselves for the next time these big feelings come and we're working toward knowing a better way to react. Remember, practice makes perfect with these new habits. We're literally building new neural pathways as we stave off habitual reactions and turn towards self-regulation. It takes time, but if you stick to it, change is inevitable. Bottom line, when it comes to tantrums, we can all do our part to reel it in. If today's topic is resonating with you, we welcome you to bring your thoughts over to our Instagram account at Good Risings, or you can find me at B McMuffin. You can find me at Jacqueline M. Wood underscore one. If you're enjoying your time with us here on Grateful Grains, we'd love it if you drop us a good review. You know we appreciate the support. And join us again tomorrow for day three of our week, Reel It In. Until then, remember, a better tomorrow starts with today. Good Risings is presented by Cavalry Audio.